0: Well, welcome once again into the Remnant Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Raglan. I pastor Solid Rock Church in Birmingham, Alabama. But, you know, what matters right now is that I'm talking to you on this podcast. And I appreciate the fact that you have taken the time, whatever time, day or night that it is. You may be jogging, you may be driving, you may be working. Uh, you may be walking around the yard or something. I don't know. But at some point, you decided, I'm going to listen to a podcast right now. I need to feed my soul. I need to feed my spirit. I need to be equipped for the work of the ministry because I believe I'm a part of the remnant, and I believe that I am a leader in this moment. I've got influence. So that's why you are tuned in to the Remnant Leadership Podcast. As I say, each and every podcast, it's extremely important that you uh, follow this podcast, subscribe to this podcast and uh, enable those notifications as well on your app so that you'll be notified immediately once there's new content available on this podcast. Also, it's very important, if you go to iTunes, uh, whether you use an Android device or an iPhone, it doesn't matter, if you can just go to iTunes and search for our podcast and give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, it would help us tremendously in getting in front of people that we don't normally get a chance to talk to. Well, without further ado, let's get into this teaching today. I'm, I'm going to try to be as brief as possible, and I just feel like this is a very, very uh, timely topic for the moment in which we live, and uh, its I just want to talk about toxic voices and toxic influences, if I, if I could say that. We are literally inundated with voices and images of all around us that are intended to trigger us into going down a certain path, molding us, uh, programming us, quite frankly, into believing certain um, cultural ideas. We've seen an entire generations of, uh, of, of, of culture mindsets completely changed, and you're seeing affecting, uh, it affecting the ministry. You're seeing it affecting uh, leadership in general. Where they used to be cut and dry on certain things, black and whites, uh, a subject uh, on certain things. In other words, you know, there's, there's no middle ground. Uh, you know, this is the way it is. This is the way we've believed it. This is what we believe to be is fact. Now people don't believe that anymore. People are abandoning uh, these things. They're doing things like deconstruction is a big word that you hear a lot. Uh, and I'm mainly talking to believers who have just decided to, Break down things that we have always believed and as a believer strongly believe are scriptural fact uh, because we believe God's word is true and so forth and blah, 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 blah. It's out there all over the place. And uh, of course, there's great voices. There's voices that are speaking into our life that are influencing us towards the gospel. And then there are toxic voices, Uh, toxic meaning poisonous, you know, um, one of the working definitions of the word toxic is basically anything containing poisonous uh, material capable of causing sickness or even death. Well, that's in the natural. That's a toxic thing in the natural. Certain liquids that if you accidentally ingest or or something like that can be extremely toxic to your body. Well, that's in the natural, and that's something that should be taken very seriously. But a lot of times we are careful to... Make sure our children are not consuming anything toxic in the natural that could harm them, make them sick, and uh, God forbid, even cause death in them. But yet we are haphazard in uh, concerning ourselves with the toxic music, toxic uh, videos that they're watching, toxic voices that they're listening to on podcasts um, that are steering them in a direction uh, that is going to have major and is actually already having major repercussions in the body of Christ. But it's not just children. It's adults. It's people of all ages are allowing themselves to be ingested with toxic uh, influence and toxic voices. You know, the Bible says, and I want to read this from the New Living Translation in First Corinthians 22, excuse me, First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22, it says, don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. See, the voices that are speaking in your life are usually the people that you're keeping company with. The people that are in your inner circle are influencing you. The old saying is: if you want to see, if you want to know what your life is going to look like five years from now, uh, look at the people that you're hanging around, because you're going to become the people that is in your inner circle. And five years from now, that's what it's going to look like. Um. You know, so you're supposed to be impacting your friends, not your friends impacting you. You're supposed to be the influence, not the one that's being influenced all the time. And I'm talking specifically to the child of God believer, the child of God remnant leader that is listening to this podcast. Now, read this verse again. Do not be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. Now, for generation after generation after generation, this was very, very easy to understand and the clarity of what is being said was very obvious. The people you hang around will influence you. But now we live in a world where technology, quite frankly, has created this mindset of friends that are online friends that we've never met, that we will probably never meet. But yet we listen and we read and we watch the videos of these so-called friends that are giving us Advice, They are steering us in certain directions. And we are basically, um, they are companions to us. They are voices in our life. Maybe they're not sitting across your kitchen table, sitting in the living room with you on the couch, watching a movie and talking about things, breaking down life. But they're influencing you. And the truth is, they're influencing you, your online presence. uh, And, of course, when I say online, I mean all things media, including podcasts, YouTube, and so forth. Uh, many times they are much more in a, of, of an influential voice in your life even, than even the ones that actually live in your life. Uh, for instance, you know, kids are listening to voices on podcasts and on music and and YouTube videos and clips and TikTok and all of that more than they are listening to the voice of their parents. And quite frankly, the the parents are doing the same thing. Parents are spending hours and hours and hours listening and watching all of this toxic stuff, this toxic voice, these toxic, these toxic um, videos and so forth. Now, we all know on this podcast, it's been very made very clear that we do believe and subscribe to the statement of Dr. John Maxwell that everything rises and falls on leadership, and we also subscribe to the fact that Dr. Maxwell says that leadership is defined by influence, nothing more, nothing less. So we believe that if you're a leader, you're influencing somebody. In fact, he said, if you don't believe that, look behind you. Is anybody following you? If you're not, if no one is following you, you're just taking a walk. You're not actually leading because if you are a leader, you're influencing. Well, leaders are also learners. And the fact that leaders are learners, that, you know that's one of the things that created and made you a leader is because you chose to learn. Um, I covered this in my book. I see greatness in you, um, for telling the story of this uh, multimillionaire guy that I met one time and I was asking him about success. Now, never forget it. He said, picture a bookshelf, a very, very tall bookshelf. And, uh, and on the top of that bookshelf is your purpose and is your destiny. And the only way that you can achieve, uh, your purpose and your destiny is to get to the top of that bookshelf, but there's no ladder in that room. You can't climb up on the shelves. The only way you climb that bookshelf to get to the top of that bookshelf is you got to pull a book off that shelf, you got to read it, and then you can put it down, stack it on top of the next book, stack it on top of the next book, and then you get on top of those books. And, and every time you read a book, you go a little bit higher, and then one day you read the right book, the last book, whatever it is, in that season of your life, and you're high enough to reach out and grab that purpose and grab that destiny. So, in other words, the way you become what you were def- determined by God to become is by learning, as having a teachable spirit. If you're teachable, you're reachable, okay? So, even though you're a leader and even though you're an influencer, which I hope in the name of Jesus you are in, as a part of this remnant, you, in order to stay fresh, to keep that edge, to stay strong, to stay sharp, to be able to be in the vein in which God has is, is, is got this world in and got the remnant in, I should say, it is that you are allowing yourselves to continue to learn, to continue to grow. And the way you do that is through reading, through studying, through listening, through watching. And, and so the enemy knows that. The enemy knows that that is the way an, a human being, quite frankly, in general, but certainly someone who is a leader is going to develop their influence. It is through who is influencing them. You know, I've often said, you know, my pastor told me this years ago, that every pastor needs a pastor, meaning you're you're never going to get to the point, no matter how successful you are in ministry or in life or in leadership, that you don't need to be accountable to somebody and to be able to be taught by somebody. So what are the voices that are speaking into your life? You know, Influence is is a big thing, and I'll tell you something about influence. Influence don't happen quickly. Influence is a drip, drip. Um, quite frankly, for a positive or a negative influence, it does. In other words, you're not just you might be inspired by something that you see or hear, but true influence is you make a decision to follow that. You've been influenced in the point that you want to follow that. So, so that's. That's a long-term thing. And so, so yeah, maybe you watch a video and it's not the greatest thing in the world on TikTok and you realize it and you just swipe and you go to the next one. You're like, I don't receive that. But here's how TikTok works. Here's how YouTube works. Here's how everything, quite frankly, works. It all worked through this magical thing called an algorithm. So if you're not careful, you probably have noticed this, that if you look at, watch a certain thing, Maybe it's not the best thing for you to see or watch, and, and and you know what that might mean for you. But the next thing you know, you start seeing more and more and more of those videos of that type of thing that you just watched that you should know that you shouldn't have watched. And now you're trying to move on. You're trying to say, you know, I don't want to watch this. I shouldn't have watched that. But the next thing you know, you, you know there might be a praise and worship video. You swipe again, and boom, there it is again. There's that thing that you shouldn't have been watching. The algorithm catches you. And they realize the reason the algorithm catches you and does that is because they see an open door. And that's how poison works. You know, quite frankly, a lot of times people have been poisoned, killed, literally in the natural. Spouses have killed and poisoned their spouse over time putting just a little bit of arsenic in the coffee, just a, a little bit of uh, poison every day, slightly increasing it, almost like the, the age-old story of the frog in the kettle that, you know, you throw a frog into boiling water, it's going to jump out, but you throw a frog into lukewarm water, he's enjoying it, and then you slowly turn up the heat until it begins to boil, and and the frog literally never jumps out because he, he's getting used to it and, he, and he, it doesn't bother him that it's getting hotter and hotter, but what we don't even realize is that he's literally being boiled to death so that he can be consumed. And, and that's what a little bit of poison will do. A little bit of poison will infect you. It, will, it, it, it might not be enough to really put you in the hospital. It might not be enough to even make you sick, but just something ain't right. You can just tell that something ain't right. Next thing you know, it just starts over time. You know Your, your body's not operating the way it should. You're noticing that you have a tremor, or you're noticing that your mind is getting confused and you can't focus and concentrate, and you really can't identify it. You can't put your finger on it. Well, guess what? You've been, you're slowly being poisoned. And that's what's happened over a generation at this moment, is that we have been slowly drip, drip, drip. Uh, and now the fact that it was a drip for a while, now it's a downpour because this generation has literally been poisoned. And so now we we now have you noticed how you know nobody can just hear something and either agree with it or disagree with it. Now it has to be filtered through a mindset and through a belief system, a a world belief system that is rooted in offense. That poison has made us so sensitive. That poison has made us so offendable. I mean we just can't agree to disagree anymore because we have been poisoned we've been poisoned it is toxic that those toxic voices has been speaking into our lives has been molding us and now we see we are divided people like I've you know none of us have ever seen in our lifetime we've never seen this kind of kind of division you know the bible tells us in second timothy chapter 2 verse 16 to shun profane and idle babblings for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like a cancer. Okay, I want to read that again. Stay away, shun profane and idle babblings, because they will increase more ungodliness in your life, and the message will spread like cancer. Oh, I love to read it from the message version. Listen to what the message version says. And, you know, we're talking about toxic, remember, toxic, poisonous voices speaking into our life. The message version says, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 16, repeat these basic essentials over and over to God's people. Warn them before God against pious nitpicking, which clips away at the faith. It just wears everyone out. Concentrate on doing your best for God, work you won't be ashamed of, laying out the truth plain and simple. Stay clear of pious talk, That is only talk. Words are not mere words, you know, if they're not backed up by a godly life. They accumulate as poison in the soul, throwing believers off stride and missing the truth by a mile. My goodness, that is powerful. Words are not mere words, you know. If they're not backed by God, that I well sticks and stones shall break my bones, but words can never hurt me. <laughs> that is, that is a bunch of you know what mess. I come on, I'll just say it that way. poo-poo, poo-poo. That's, a, that's a way, uh that's the way the guy from Skillet uh, does it on his podcast. He'll say that's a bunch of poo-poo. I can't even do it. My voice is out. Steer clear, y'all. Steer clear of. This thing that sticks and stone shall not break my bones, but words shall never hurt me. Let me tell you something. There's times in your life you'd rather be beat with a stick and a stone than you are to have to endure some of the things that have been said to you or said about you. That's the power of words. And I'll say it again from the message. They accumulate as a poison in the soul, throwing believers off stride and missing the truth by a mile. My God, are y'all hearing me? See, the power of life and death is in the tongue. The power of life and death is in the tongue. Well, it's in your tongue, but it's in other people's tongue too. So, yeah, you have the power to speak to that mountain according to Scripture and tell that mountain to be removed and be cast into the sea. And the mountain must obey. These are all spiritual principles. Well, if that's the case, the power of life and death is in the tongue of the voices That we are allowing to speak into our lives. Well, it's one thing for us to speak life out of our mouth, but if we're spending most of our time listening to others speak death on us and in us, then quite frankly, it's not really gonna matter what you speak if you have entertained the death talk, the curse talk from other people speaking into your life. Protect your ears, protect your eyes. From the toxic seeds of the voices being spoken into you. You know, the the eyes and the ears are the windows and the door to the soul. We've heard that our whole life. It is so, so true. We must guard it. We must guard it. I want you to listen to how toxic social media has become. Now, this was in 2020. The latest I could get was in 2020. We're in 2022. Well, we all know that this whole world was turned upside down in 2020. All the way through 2021 and into 2022 so this and of course you know how you know through the all the the so-called remedies to fight uh, this worldwide attack that was happening through this um, beep Uh, because I don't want the algorithm to catch me. You know what happened the last two years. Well, you know, there was lockdowns. There was all these kind of things that were, you know, and when all that happened, everybody went online. Everybody worked online. They went to church online. They went to school online. Uh, They started going online to buy their groceries, went online to buy just about everything. But so we know that it went to another level uh, above what? I'm about to say right now, because in 2020, this is the latest statistics that I have. Adults, not children, not children, not teenagers, adults. In 2020, uh, in the year 2020, adults in the United States spent an average of 470 minutes with digital media each day in some form of digital media. 470 minutes. That's seven hours and 50 minutes. All right, let that sink in. That was in 2020. So you can imagine what it is now. 470 minutes out of the day is spent with digital media. Now, that's how you shape a society. That's how if someone decides, uh, you know, I want to turn the mindset of a nation. I want to turn the mindset of a world. I want to inject a, uh, a new moral code. Uh, I want to. I want to change the way people think about gender. I want to change the way people think about marriage. I want to change the way people think about absolute truth. I want to change the way people think about the church. I change the way they think about the ministry, and so forth. Well, if you've got you know 470 minutes a day that people have committed of their life to something in their hand or by the click of a mouse seven hours and 50 minutes. Do you understand? That's 10 minutes shy of a work day. A work day is eight hours. So seven hours and 50 minutes we are spending. And of course, most of that time, a lot of that time is during those eight hours that we're supposed to be doing our job. And some of it is doing our job. I understand that on digital media. Don't get me wrong. I do understand that, but let, let the gravity hit that in in your mind until this recent generation that that could not even be comprehended that you know you worked eight hours a day they tell us you're supposed to have eight hours of sleep a day which is crazy because i haven't had eight hours of sleep in a night in probably 20 something years regardless okay so eight hours has been sort of the standard of something that that you would do that would be the maximum uh that you would do of that particular thing well long ago the work week was established don't know how it got established or who established it but the reality is this eight hours you know work eight hours now of course i know some of you work 10 hours 12 hour shifts and so forth but we're talking about online media we're talking about digital media 470 minutes seven hours and 50 minutes that's how you shape a society okay Uh, that's how you convince someone of a political ideology you influence in there you may have two videos about uh, a cat or a, a cute little baby doing something funny and then boom there's a video attacking your moral code see the influence of the world the influencers i should say of the world understand the power of getting into our mind they they want to get into our mind because the mind is the battlefield you know they may not be able to win you uh, over to, let's say a, you know a particular product that they're trying to sell. Well, the way they do that is they understand that you know if you've never tried that product, and and if you're not in a in a tasting uh, place somewhere where somebody's demoing the taste of it, or you're at a restaurant and somebody suggests that you need to try it, if you've never heard of the food, never tried the food, what do they do? They make a commercial, they make a radio commercial, they make a television commercial. And now they make a social media commercial that will pop up and introduce you to this new food, this new product, and they make it look like it's the most tasty, wonderful thing you've ever had in your life. And quite frankly, the ultimate goal is to make you feel like that if you don't go find a way to get that and try it, you are not normal, you are not uh you know, you're you're a kook if you don't do that. Because look at the video. Look, people of every race, people of every uh, sexual orientation, people of every nationality, they're all excited about this product. And if you're not in on this product, then you are, quite frankly, um, you're a bigot. You are blah blah blah. Follow, follow. You know, fill in the blank. Because you're called all these different things because. You don't buy in to the narrative that is being toxically poured into your life. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says. This this is something else I want to step back real quick. I'm gonna step back right and tell you that just like there's toxic things happening in our culture, I quite frankly think there's toxic things happening within our churches. And I believe there's some toxic voices in the pulpit. I believe they are. I'm not judging anybody in particular. I'm no one's judge. All I can do is live my life, but I'm going to tell you some, some of the things I hear coming out of the pulpit is pretty toxic because it is literally causing people to, to not have a faith that can fight, not have a faith that can be strong. Now I don't listen. I'm a grace man. I believe in teaching grace. My God it's one of the principles of scripture in the new Testament is that we are saved by grace through faith and not of ourselves, it is the gift of God Ephesians two eight. So we're saved by grace. But I'm going to tell you something. There is a toxic teaching that has invaded the church that, I, quite frankly, it's been around for a while now, and and we're seeing the the fruits, the bad fruits of of uh, of my my opinion, and I believe biblically uh, when I search it myself, uh, to be an error doctrine. And and that is this toxic of, uh, this excuse me, this teaching of what I would call toxic grace. And it sounds like, oh, wait a minute, that seems, you you've lost me, Pastor Larry. How can grace ever be toxic? That's not what I'm saying. No, true grace is never toxic. I'm talking about the teaching that grace has enabled you to do anything, live any way, embrace every single choice that anyone has ever made. Because it's grace. Show them grace. Give them grace. Come on. Be, be a grace man. Be a grace woman. And you know, don't, don't judge somebody. We don't judge people. We we show them grace. I agree with that. But I'm gonna tell you, some believers have influenced people through the toxic teaching of, you know, some have even called it greasy grace into believing there's no spiritual judgment. There's no judgment to the believer for their actions. There's no judge. There's not going to be a, a hell. There's no such thing as a hell. This topic is now this 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 doctrine, this toxic teaching from the pulpit, has now infected people and has infected preachers. And now preachers that have preached the fire of God, repentance and so forth, they don't preach repentance anymore. Why do you need to preach repentance if there's no hell? It, why why do you need to preach repentance if 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 everybody's okay anyway? Because that's what grace, this grace and this grace teaching says. Everybody's okay. The Lord loves us all, and He embraces us the way we are. Well, He does love us all, but He doesn't embrace us by the and accept, I should say, the choices that we make that are contrary to Scripture. That's toxic. Are you hearing me? Listen, don't be toxic. Don't be a toxic stumbling block. Through your, through your idea of grace, through your idea, your so-called revelation of grace. Listen to the warning that Paul gives the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. He says, Be aware, beware, lest somehow this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to those who are weak. For if anyone sees you who has knowledge eating in an, eating in an idol's temple, will not the conscience of him who is weak be emboldened to eat those things offered to idols? And because of your knowledge, shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died? But when you thus see sin, excuse me, when you thus sin against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, your sin against, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes your brother stumble, if a certain type of food makes your brother stumble uh, that's considered to be unholy, I will never eat that meat lest I make my brother stumble. What a powerful thing that Paul is saying. Paul is saying, look, it's lawful for me. Its Grace has allowed me to eat this meat in this particular temple. But wisdom shows me that ultimately what I'm trying to do is when the person that's in this house, that's in this room. So, you know, maybe I'll eat that steak another day, but maybe I don't eat it today. That's not fraud. That's not hypocrisy. That is understanding that grace does not give you the opportunity to do anything whenever you want to do it, ever how you want to do it in front of whoever you want to do it in front of. Where is wisdom? You know, just because I can doesn't mean I should. I want to say that again. Just because I can doesn't mean I should. A lot of people feel like they are compelled to do things that they can do, that they that they realize, you know, oh, there's nowhere in scripture where this says openly that this is a sin. So therefore I, I, I don't see that it says it's sin, so I'm gonna do it. Well, why? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Why what is your motivation? Okay. Look you need to ask yourself, what is your motivation? Why are you trying so hard to to emulate the natural choices of people who are living in the world and not in the kingdom. You don't begin to live in the world and live by the principles and the decisions and the culture of the world to win the world. Yeah. You have to be in, in there and you have to respect that culture. And maybe you go to dinner with them and so forth. And, and you know, and you you don't, you don't, you don't judge them and, and so forth and preach to them, um, you know, to, you know, tell them they're going to go to hell, whatever, because of their decision at that point, when you're trying to build that relationship, but at some point they've got to see something different about you. You don't compromise everything you have built and believed in, in in your life, uh, for the sake of quote unquote being relevant. Okay. So the last thing I want to tell you is this is, and this thing is very, very important right now. You know, we've, we've got toxic voices, toxic, toxic influence. We've got toxic pulpits, I'll tell you something else that we've got. We've got toxic politics. Now I'm going to be very brief on this one. God is not pleased with the way people are getting so messed up about politics. You have lost friends over politics. Friends have lost you over politics. The message version. Let's go back to the message version one more time as we close this podcast. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 in the message. You have my, you, you have minds like a snake pit. How do you suppose what you say is worth anything when you are so foul-minded? It's your heart, not the dictionary, that gives meaning to your words. A good person produces good deeds and words season after season. An evil person is a blight on the orchard. Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There is a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation and words can be... Your damnation. Listen, you know what people have done? They have burned bridges over an election because this politician won or this politician lost. They have said things online. They have blurted them out. They have shared things that other people have said, and they have destroyed relationships. Relationships that, quite frankly, have weathered storm after storm after storm. But but you have become toxic. And now you have bought into toxic politics. You've bought into toxic pulpits. You've bought into toxic voices speaking into your life, watching toxic videos. And now you find your place where you now have become toxic. We're used to it was that the toxic things were affecting you. But now it has taken root and you have become toxic. But you know what? There's a remedy. For that toxic. If you call the poison control center and you tell them what your child ingested or what you ingested, they will begin to tell you the, the recommended things to ingest that are the things to do to begin the process of expelling that toxic uh, liquid that that poison from your body. I want to tell you right now that that the first thing that you need to do if you find yourself in a toxic place and you realize that you have become toxic is to repent. Repent of your sins and talk to God and ask God to forgive you and to restore the joy of your salvation. The joy of your salvation was there. Now it's become a toxic salvation. Okay, it's time for the body of Christ to stop listening to the toxic voices. Stop allowing themselves to buy in to the doctrine of toxic pulpits. It's time for you to stop building, stop burning bridges over toxic politics. It's time for you to, quite frankly, maybe you need to, (laughs) it's going to be an awesome way to end a podcast. Maybe you need to make yourself spiritually throw up. Just throw that stuff up. Speak it out of your mouth. Get rid of it. Expel it. Tell that devil he's got to go. Because you're going to spend the rest of your life influencing people for the good. Not influencing people to live a poisonous, toxic, defeated, lifeless life. That's what the enemy does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to give life and give it more abundantly. Thank you for joining me on the Remnant Leadership Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this podcast. Give us a five-star review. Share this with your friends. The next podcast will give you some more information about how to protect yourself, guide yourself, allow yourself to be influenced, to be the remnant leader that God has designed you to be. God bless you. See you on the next edition.